Welcome to Electronically Yours with Martin Ware. Hi, it's Martin here, Electronically Yours, as always. Today's guest is a very famous artist from back in the day, in the early 80s and late 70s, actually, uh, when she was really, really young. Her name is Annabella Lewin. And the band, of course, was Bow Wow Wow. Uh, she had a string of hits, C30, C60, C90 Go, the world's first cassette single, actually. Go Wild in the Country, Do You Wanna Hold Me, I Want Candy, blah, blah, blah. The rest of her career has carried on since then. She's worked with lots of people, Jason Nevins, Utah Saints. She's a very spiritual person. She's a Buddhist. Uh, she's done a lot of work with UNICEF and Saved the Children. Uh, she's very fond of animals. Uh, she works with cat and dog rescue things. And she's making new music all the time. In fact, a bu- I, I did actually produce a record for her, which never came out. Uh, and that's how I met her originally in the, in the late 80s. I've not seen her since then until she started doing some shows at various festivals this year. So here she is, the very lovely Annabella Lewin. Yes, I was, yeah. My father was Burmese, yeah. yeah. So I was born there, yeah. Yeah. And uh, when did you or when did your family uh, come to the UK? I honestly couldn't answer those questions right now because it's for another medium. But I can tell you one thing. My mother was a nurse and my father right. was a captain in the Navy. And uh, she worked very hard to bring up four kids on, on her own. And uh, I was the only girl, unfortunately, in my family would right. have been nice to have had an older sister. Yeah, but... Um, oh. Were you the oldest? No, I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest of four as well. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, youngest, and, yeah. Uh, do you, are, are you... Um, are you still getting, getting well with your siblings? Do you see I love them? my brothers, absolutely. I love all of them. They're, oh. they're just amazing gentlemen and they always have been... Uh, uh, well, one of them went a bit little uh, AWOL for a while, but <laughs> it always happens in families, doesn't it? We all have families where there's probably one black sheep, as they say. Yeah. I think I was I, I was probably the black sheep of my family to a certain degree because of what I did. But, um, you know, it, it happens in families. You just have to get used to the dynamic on a spiritual level. Um, as a Buddhist, because I'm a Buddhist, a practicing Buddhist, they believe that if a, a soul is missing from the family, the rest of them have to make up for it, the lost soul. Interesting. Um, yeah, they say that there's a lot of work to be done um, and the family have to pull together, but also that we choose our lives. So we choose our existences before we're even born and we're, we we forget them. We, we, we aren't allowed to remember them, but there are those incidences, aren't they? They call it deja vu. Wow. And it's through those, yeah, and we all have them, as you know. So we all have a, the deja vu. Are you a Buddhist teacher? No, I'm a, I'm a practicing Buddhist. I've been a, I was born a Buddhist, obviously. I was born in, in, in the Far East. And then um, it was very strange. I didn't meet it again until I was in, in Shepherd's Bush, London. And uh, it was an Irish lady that um, brought me into the practice I practice, which is... Uh, you know, the Nam Myoho Kyo. And uh, it was like my life opened up from then, let's put it that way, which was about 
29, 30 years ago now. Interesting. So I've been practicing, yeah, since then. Yeah. Um, yeah. I seem to cross paths with a lot of uh, a lot of Buddhists. Uh, Ooh, that's Sandy, a sign. Sandy Shaw's a Buddhist. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah, and has oh, been for about the same period of time. I did uh, not know that. Boy George. That's... Well, is he still a practicing Buddhist? Because, yeah, okay, good to know. That's good to I, know, interesting. I think so. I mean, it was last time I saw him, which was seven or eight years ago. Okay. Um, um, and, yeah, there's quite a few Buddhists in the music industry, I think. Uh, I know Herbie Hancock's one of us, Santana. Oh, I'd love to work with him. What a wonderful, yeah. wonderful, not just a guitarist, but just all the years and experience. You know, when you, you meet those people that just have um, that knowing of yeah. of being in the industry, but it's not about just, um, you know, putting on a bit of makeup and shaking your tizzy, as they say. It's actually just knowing why you're here, why you're doing it still, you know. Yeah, I mean, does that make sense? <laughs> it absolutely makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, me and you are uh, uh, from, a, I mean, you were obviously a lot younger than me, but uh, from the same kind of period we developed through. And, yeah. uh, you know, I wouldn't be doing uh, the music thing if, if I just still didn't enjoy it and understand why I like it. I love, well, I love singing. I always have. It's not, that's not left me yet. Yeah. I, it hasn't left me yet. I don't know why. Um, why would it? it it's always been. Well, it was my first. It was my first love and passion. So because of that, I guess. Um, and it's anything I know how to do really well. I think I know how to do it really well. But I've had enough experience, so there should should be no excuses after all these years. Um, although, as as you know, life takes you different directions sometimes, and you just have to. I take the rough with the smooth, as we said in that song, Mario. You know, yeah. there's only one thing I say: you got to live day by day. So, um, yeah, it's always about finding finding the right spaces and places. And sometimes life takes you down these windy roads, I believe, so that you don't get too um, full of yourself. You don't think you're better than anyone else, especially in this industry when you've got a record deal and you've got basically a monthly income from a great big corporation and they take care of everything, don't they? Yeah. They take care of everything and you kind of think, well, I'm on a roll now. But, um, of course, that can all fall by the wayside when things occur in a certain way, when, uh, you know, record labels make decisions about certain artists and uh, then you're left out in the wilderness again. It's good education because... Um, you can definitely get very spoiled if you take it too seriously. Um, and I and I wrote a song which I haven't released yet, but it's it's very true. It's called Fame Schmain. And um, I just said everything in that song that I really, really, really wanted to say because that's some premiere because, you know, I was going through that low point in my in my so-called career. And uh, it was here in, the, in America and a friend of mine made this amazing movie. He was a director and blah, blah, blah. And so I was just wandering around. And there was a photographer and he went, who are you? And I went, um, well, he didn't say it like that, of course, because he was American. Who are you? And I went, um, oh, uh, I, I was on the film set making the tea. And he went, well, you're not that important. 
And he walked off. Oh, no. And I got the song title from just meeting that one person. As you do, you get ideas all the time. I went, that's a really good idea for a song. I had to remember that experience. Yeah. And so I wrote that song and it's just got, I've got to get it out because it's so cool. But um, yeah, it's just, it's good because we don't get too big and highfalutin and think we're better than everyone else. And that's really all it's about, realising just because we're in front of the camera or, you know, um, although the scenes now with uh, Soccer Gakka, I've done behind the scenes stuff with production and stuff. Um, I know what I'm talking about. You've had you've had more experience in a lot of ways, years of the but, industry than me. Yeah, I've had a lot of experience, and and you've got to be resilient, don't you? You've got to you've got to um, roll with the punches. But some people can't do that. You know, they just don't have it in them. Um, there was some, there was a a bass player who used to play with us on the first uh, three Heaven Seventeen albums called John Wilson. He he okay. was really young when he started, right. and, and he just couldn't hack it. You know when he started working and doing sessions in London, he got ripped off by a couple of people, and he just went back to Sheffield and went back to his bedroom. You know some people can't just can't hack it. Anyway, I'm dodging around the the uh the timeline a bit but um can you tell me how you've ended up in america yeah i was told to come here by a couple of people in in the uk at a couple of labels i went to see um and they also said i was too old oh and that was Shut i'm up. not kidding they actually said don't you think you're a bit old for this now I said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm not Rod Stewart, which is what I actually did say to someone because I wasn't as old as he was at that time. I was in my teens, actually, my late teens, because it was 17, 18, something like that. Anyway, um, the long story short is uh, that's the reason I came to the States, um, to continue singing. <laughs> so, voila. So, but you did get another deal, didn't you? And, and uh, you know... Uh, no, that was uh, that was short. I did get a deal with Sony, although it was a small deal uh, with a subsidiary, actually. Um, and they were a great team of people. My A&R was wonderful. She was a woman and she was doing a great job. But unfortunately, being in the industry that we're in, as you know, yeah. a lot of people are, you know, it's, all, it's a lot of men in, in the industry. So it tended to be the case where she was always left out and you know, to um, find artists or do everything herself. And I don't think she was getting a lot of support, let's put it that way. Right. And then as far as I'm aware, there was a thing going on with George Michael. He was suing the label. Oh, my God. Um, and it was all around the same time. Um, and uh, once again, I worked with um, someone that didn't appreciate what I was doing. And he, I got him signed to the deal, stupidly. Got him signed to the deal because um, the the person that signed me was Muff Winwood, and oh, unfortunately, cool. yeah, he was wonderful. I really liked him. He's a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah and his brother, of course. Ah, you know, ah, uh, I loved his brother's song. Sorry, I can't remember it right now. It's a bit early, but um, need another cup of tea. Um, but yeah, his brother, of course, Steve Winwood, had that great single. Higher ground. It's lovely. Higher ground. Anyway, yeah, that was a great song. Anyway, so I spent time writing. I did a lot of writing, and um, I think a, a couple of songs were put out, but it, uh, 
for some reason just on a CD. Um, hey, you don't bring me down. Car Sex was the first single, which a gay guy wrote. Actually, I co-wrote that with a, a really wonderful um, songwriter, and we were trying to write a song about obviously the AIDS epidemic at the time. Right. Um, and uh, once again, as I say. George Michael was going through some great big lawsuit, so they had to make a decision to save some money, apparently. Oh. And the next thing I know, I'm out out, out of a deal. Um, and yeah, that was that was an interesting um, period. Yeah, I just want to rewind to. I mean, uh, it's incredible to think that you were kind of 14 when you started this journey, right? In yeah, the- yeah. And um, so, obviously, Malcolm McLaren was involved in that pot at that point. Can you tell us uh, anything about Malcolm's influence on your career and life? Yes, he was. Um, he was very educational, and he was, to me, to my mind, he was a genius because he would just say things that I understood, right. and he just got me. Does that make sense? Yeah, cool. And that's kind of the reason why I think I connected with him on a few levels, because when I say a few levels, I mean, you know, um, as as an older person who seemed experienced in the industry and he gave me, he gave me another perspective on things. But the one thing that always struck me was he'd say, use your imagination, use your imagination. And that's pretty much what I ever did with the songs, the, the cassette pet for, for certain there were songs like in the studio because he would be like a director of music. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's and like, that's a, kind of, he's like yeah. an auteur, isn't he? That kind of thing. And well, I don't know what, I don't know. He just was very interesting and fascinating. He was a bit like, because he, he was a wine connoisseur, you know, he liked wine too. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, he's a wine connoisseur, but he was just, in the studio, it was always, it was always an education. So I guess I was doing my apprenticeship. I guess in some weird way, shape, or form. Right, and the great Bow Wow Wow singles, of course, which everybody remembers. Um, I mean, you look back on those. I know you've had some issues with, you know, members of the band, blah blah blah. But do you look back on those pieces of work and as being proud of them? Do you ever perform them? Yeah, first off, I, I don't have any issues with anybody. Right. Um, that's not my world. Oh, <laughs> I, okay. I just, I'm getting on with my life. I've been doing it for the last 50 odd years. Um, but I do know that some people can't seem to let go of the past. And oh, I think that's wow. sad. Oh. And I think it's sad when people... Um, make mistakes over and over and over again again that's a buddhist thing you have to remember that you know once you've made your mistake hopefully you won't repeat it um and it's always good to allow people choices don't you think i mean we all are entitled to choices in our life you know it's like you get asked hey are you available to do a show and it's going to be there blah 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 um i tend to go well what's the budget you know because yeah. I have to fly musicians and hotels at this stage in in my in my career, if you'd like to call it that, um, you know, I have to think take things like that into consideration. And sometimes it's just not possible. No, um, yeah. I need more money. That's my my thing. Don't right we all? More money. 
<laughs> and I'm not kidding. I've actually written a, co-wrote, co-written a song with someone that's called More Money, and he's actually put it out. Funnily enough, I've got to find out what's happening with that. But, um, yeah, um, it's it's one of those things where you you really try your best to move past all the mistakes. Yeah. Um, and most of them weren't mine, but that I did, of course, like most of us, we make mistakes. And it's about learning and just not holding anyone what's the word i think the the biggest problem in this industry is ego oh yeah ego and uh, jealousy as you know ego and jealousy and i don't know about you in your in your line of you know songwriting but i don't sit there writing a song going yeah i've got to make this better than the last one um that so and so recorded i don't do that i just uh, go, well, you know, i never ever uh, uh, and I think I can speak for Glenn and yeah. Ian as well. We never really compared ourselves to anybody else. We were obviously admired as a songwriters, but yeah. uh, it was very important. We thought we were just forging a, 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 as much as we could a new direction. And yes. I think looking back, at the, yeah, looking back at the Bow Wow stuff now, I mean, that was really fresh and original yeah. and beautiful, actually. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And really something that I had total admiration. Which one did you think was beautiful, just out of interest? <laughs> I think they're all beautiful. Oh, okay. I mean I mean in, you know, but I don't mean beautiful as in, you know, ambient music beautiful. I mean <laughs> as in energetic and, and authentic, you know. Well it was new, wasn't it? I think I think we were d- definitely different music. I mean, the guys were amazing musicians. I'll I'll always say that because they were musicians Malcolm certainly knew when he met the guys when they were working with Adam obviously he had um Adam in the ants from what I gather and I'm only I'm only telling you what I was told firsthand not second fourth seventh eighth and twentieth hand the people who were not even in the room um I was told that Malcolm was paid some money to give some new ideas he did that but along with that he took um the base I'm not the bass player because apparently he joined a week before I did. I did not know that. I thought they were a band already formed, you know, working with Adam for years. But apparently the guitar player and the drummer were the original Adam and the Ants. And there was a guy called Andy Warren, who was the bass player. And according to um, the man himself, uh, he had to find a new bass player. And within a week they did a show... um, and then Malcolm turned up to give him ideas. They all sat around doing whatever they were doing to come up with those uh, songs. But uh, it wasn't until C30, because Malcolm had that idea to put out this song called C30 about the home taping, which I was already doing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I I understand they were, you know, they were working away, beavering away. Um, musically, that is, trying to get their heads wrapped around this new idea. And uh, one day they got rid of the lead singer, which makes no sense because it was his band. And, um, you know, he, as you know, the rest is history. And well done is all I can say because I can't believe that they did that, not just to Adam, um, but they did it to me. And... Everyone that does that to, you know, I mean, it's like 
you know, no doubt getting rid of Gwen Stefani. That would make no sense. Of course, yeah. they wouldn't do that. You yeah. know, I mean, it makes no sense. It's like getting the, you know, the figurehead of the ship off the ship the ship it makes no sense but I guess some people think they're more important than than they really were and that's what I meant about ego you know yeah I don't really understand why people can't just work you know work on what they have that's really different and special and stick with it you know that's my line of thinking that's just the way I've always been yeah. so yeah, my yeah. kind of thinking uh, about this sort of thing is I've produced a lot of people and we I, that's where I met you I know, and you were wonderful to work with. No, we produced a lovely thing, and it never got released properly. Anyway, all that. Well, I I did actually put it out, but I got to put it out again. It's "Spirits of the Earth" is a great song. It's a great song, and it's relevant, isn't it? Don't you think the lyrics? Relevant, totally relevant. But my view is, on all the production work that I do, I started working with uh, solo artists and bands, and bands were always a pain in the ass. Really. Because there was right. factions. And yeah. so I made a decision after a few years to go, I'm not doing bands anymore at all. Right. Was it ego but, or was it just jealousy? Because the two things I found are those two things. Cliques. Oh. Entitlement. Uh, the bass player and the drummer hate the keyboard player. Who Everybody <laughs> hates the lead singer. Uh, the guitarist thinks they're the star. That kind of thing. Does it ring any bells? Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and so I just thought, fuck, I'm not going to spend my time in the studio. No. Being being a psychoanalyst, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I can do it for they one person. I can do it for one person at a time. You know, like the yeah. lead singer, who yeah. really is the important part of the whole thing. Yeah. But I can't do it for any any. So anyway, so that's the way it works out. It yeah. In the end, you know. It's funny you should say psychoanalyst because Billy Connolly's wife, uh, I understand she went to be a therapist, didn't she? That actress, she was an actress, of course, got married to Billy Connolly, right? And then she became a psychotherapist. Maybe that's she? why. Yeah, I think you never a, know. Yeah. There's a good point there, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think you anyway. I think you are very talented indeed and i think oh bless you well i've still got a lot lot long i've still got a lot hopefully i've got a few years touch wood hopefully i've got a few years left so um, what's, if, what's in the pipeline well um there's um some shows coming up now in the us i've got um some more shows coming up and i'm looking forward to hopefully doing another tour of my own it depends it all depends on I can never talk about things until I see it, if you see what I mean, in black and white, um, and it's solid. Solid! <laughs> <laughs> As in that movie with Ben Stiller, <laughs> whom I love all the comedy actors. I wish someone would ask me to be in a comedy movie, because I, I really love comedy. Anyway, Whippy Goldberg. Thing, haven't you? Have you done that? Have you done that? Yeah, I've been, in, I've been in one or two. Nothing, nothing outstanding. I was in something called uh, Desperate But Not Serious. I played a bride of all things, which is kind of hilarious. Um, <laughs> it really was. And um, come close a few times, Martin, but not for me. Um, but yeah, I, lo I loved, uh, I, lo I love comedy. And, and I think I like music. Comedy is very important for the soul, isn't it? We need that. We need it for our soul. We need to keep the positive vibrations out there because um, what with the world being the way it is and continuing, 
um, to turn in, in the directions it's been turning. If we don't all wake up and smell the coffee, we won't have a world to live in on at all. And it's really important Amen. that... Yeah, it's really important that we remember we're artists and we're messengers. I just see myself as a messenger and I pray that I will be able to continue um, writing. I love writing and creating because you never know what's going to come out, do you? It's like it's like a cup of tea in the tea leaves and you, you pour it out and they go, hey, let's read the tea leaves, you know. That's right. I love that. Yeah, I love it. And um, that's the whole point. You know, if you're an artist, you're creative. You're creating all the time. And it doesn't have to be just one thing you can be we, we wear many hats as you know and I think that's the beauty of this industry I love that side of it I love that um of course there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that you know your average Joe Blow doesn't know and that's fair enough we have to roll with as you say we have to roll with things but at the end of the day if we can continue um giving the right messages and bringing the spiritual vibration a little higher and not getting you know, not getting bogged down with the quagmire of human indecency is the only way I can put it, then hopefully we will all um, be here again in 20 years to say, hey. Well, <laughs> well I hope so. Yeah. I do, I hope so. I, I love I... these people I met when I was younger too. It's, it's lovely great. to chat to you today, by the way. I know, you it's too, darling. You are such a <laughs> yeah. positive force. And, uh, I tried to be. I, I... I think I, I think we need more more you know positive energy people around. There, there's there are I'm, I'm lucky enough to I, I only have one rule in business which is no arseholes. You know. Yes. Yes. So, I can't uh, work with people that. I just don't I deal with do people. Yeah. I don't. I won't have people poisoning my waterhole. Thanks very much. No. No. I can't uh, do it. So. So I just want to work with uh, good people and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I never know. Maybe I'll send you some music and you can write some top line or something. Okay. Well, I write more than that, but that's fair enough. <laughs> or you can write you can write the music or we I, can collaborate I, I, online. I'm open to that. I love writing. I love I have a thing with melody, lyrics and harmonies. Don't know if you notice that in the studio. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I don't usually get people in to do my backing vocals because, you know, I have all these little ways of doing things and I, it was an education too, working with you because uh, what were those amazing gospel singers that you brought into that session? I was like, ah, oh, yeah. I can't sing like that, of course. But I love when I hear all that and just their, just you know, their their tonal qualities and they're just oh, just the way they just the way they do stuff. You know, it's such an it's such an education. Like like Whitney Houston. Remember that beautiful oh God, have lady? You seen that? Have you have you seen oh, that documentary? So sad. So sad. Her, her, and well, just recently, I just I couldn't believe Sinead O'Connor. She oh. was, I mean, that is incredibly sad, incredibly sad. I mean, what's going on in the world? I I think the souls are are being called. You got Sinead, you had Amy Winehouse, and you know, it, I never have understood this, and George Michael as well. You know, why did these people not have someone in their lives saying, "Hey, cut that out, quit it." Yeah, it's not that, doing that. It's not it's that not simple, though, is it? Addictions are. I don't get it. I mean, it doesn't. Does that make sense? I mean, we need, we need reality. You know, we can't have people saying, "Yeah, you're wonderful, you're brilliant, you're fantastic," every single day of and minute of the day. It doesn't work that way. You know, we're just people who are messengers in the industry of music, 
And, you know, like bus drivers and, you know, school teachers. In fact, you know, I have a lot of respect for, of course, since we had the pandemic in 2020 that we all lived through. Touch wood, you know, we're still here. Those of us that are still here. And I can honestly say, um, you know, what's the point of, of being, you know, why are these people out there, you know, harming and maiming animals and why are they killing animals still is the question. I mean, I'm a vegan, so I don't get that myself, but I don't understand why this world can't remember that we've just all been through this horrific experience of people dying that we knew that are no longer here. And we're here to support one another and make this a better place to live for everybody. So in our own small way. I lost lost my brother during the, uh, to COVID actually. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I never got a chance to say goodbye to him because he was right at that point where they said, you can't go to the hospital. You can't have a wake. You know, uh, you can only have 12 people at the funeral. So we do things in those memories of those people that are not here and remember what they used to be like with us. Because it's true, it's my my I think it's my is it my dear Angela? She said it's it's how you make people feel when you're here. Yeah. And it's so true. It's very important. It really is, yeah. It so really tell us is. about your work with UNICEF and Save the Children. Yeah, well, I did that through the Buddhist organisation. It wasn't just something I did, but I've also done charity work, obviously through shows, through concerts, right. which is what I'd like to do more of, really. Um, it's difficult because, you know, when one isn't in a position to um, do everything they would like to do, um, they need to have um, the right factors in place, let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, I did that through the Buddhist organization, SGI USA, and I was actually behind the scenes for those. I was on the production side, so I wasn't actually in forefront. There were like lots of young girls and guys singing, and we had like um, a concert in the U- UK. There's a, big, uh, there's a big building in the middle of, of the countryside in Taplow Court which is a beautiful old historical building. And I used to go there and volunteer because that's what you do. You volunteer and you give your time and your energy and you learn how to do things that you've never done before, which I found fascinating. And they call it your human revolution. So you're bunched with a bunch of people who don't give a damn what you do for a living or don't give a toss about who you are, where you were, whatever. And they're like, can you just get the phone, please, love? (laughs) Stuff like this. And I love that because it really makes you go, yeah, I like this. It's cool. Um, And that's what I'm talking about because when you go through those experiences in your life and you come back to the, hey, we've got something in the dressing room for you. We've got some waters and is there anything else we can get you? You kind of go, oh, it's all right. Thank you so much. You know, you start to really appreciate that, you know, what we're doing is just, you know, our craft as we know it, as music makers, I hope, um, that will live many years after we're no longer here and um, make Peter an experience. Like your, like your show, I heard it from a distance and I also saw it. I saw you before you went on stage. You looked amazing. Both you miss me. And, I'm not going to um, get knocked over in the street. No. Spectacular, may I say. <laughs> Continue to do so. 
continue to do that. I love that. I love to see that because that's what the 80s were all about, right? Yeah, they were all about that. I'm getting louder and louder as I get older. So uh, yeah, what's what's going on with the young the young guys and girls? They're all in the dark in smoke and red lights, and you can't see what they're wearing half the time or hear them because they've got all this delay and echo. And, and it's like, what's going on? I, bl- I, I, blame, I blame the dancing because they started with all that thing in the nineties of the noughties of the DJs, kind of. It's not about me, it's about the music, you know, that bollocks. And uh, I like stars. Right. I like stars. No, I don't understand. Well, I like to see a band. I like to see the people playing the music. I can't quite understand why they do that. But anyway, that's, that's uh, obviously yeah. some people do like it. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think the dance scene is, is, is a genre and so is the, uh, you know, what we do is another genre and it's, and if we're continuing to do it in our own way, hopefully we will progress through that, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and the charity shows, like I've done, you know, for, for mainly for animals, like the Pug Rescue, did some concerts here. You know, I didn't get paid anything, but I did them. Um, but I can't keep doing that kind of thing because I do need to support myself, obviously, as an artist. I'm not with a big conglomerate corporation. And I'm um, doing the best I can. Um, as I go on each day and every year that I continue this, I, I feel very grateful and blessed. So thank yeah. you to all Damn the fans. Right. Damn right. Thank you. What I have to say to the podcast listeners is go out and buy some product. I just want to say AnnabellaLewin.com is where you'll find me. So Please yeah. come speak to me on all my social media. I love uh, I love uh, conversing with fans. That's totally. And that's, yeah. Who, which, which musical artist do you admire most? Stevie Wonder. Of course, Prince. God rest his soul. Gosh, another amazing artist that passed away. Um, but yeah, I, I used to listen to Don't Love. I used to listen to Michael Jackson, oh, and I had a crush on Michael Jackson. I had a huge crush on Mr. Jackson when I was younger. Um, but I also I also like the Osmonds. So yeah. I was in between the two. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I have a very eclectic musical taste as well. I'm all about the, the melody and the lyrics, just the, the vibration of the song. Um, what is it saying to you? What is it making you feel like? Does that's it all I can... affect you emotionally? That's that's what I always think the, the oh. thing is. How does, when I'm writing a song, I listen back and I go, is it making me feel anything? If it isn't, then I start again or or modify it. Okay, okay. I think that's the essence of soul music, essentially, no matter what the format is. Yeah, yeah. Heavy metal soul music or... Yeah, I agree. That's my my definition of soul music. I agree, I agree, I agree, I Um, agree. So what's... What's next for Annabella? Yeah, come on. I don't know. I just want. I just want. I just want to continue singing and and making music and hopefully. Um, oh, I did a, I did a thing for a, a, a film. Uh, yeah, I think we mentioned that desperate but not serious. I haven't been right. asked to do that again lately. Um, I guess people don't think that just because I'm a lead singer, they think that they're you know that's all I do. <laughs> Little do they do know. Have a, do you have management. Not at the moment. No. Not not since uh, before the pandemic, actually. 
Um, it's funny because I did a Let's Rock and uh, the manager double booked me. So I actually missed the last show of the Let's Rock and the rest is history. And it wasn't my fault because I literally got off a plane. I went from New York to London and the driver I had was someone's grandmother, I think. Um, but long story short, that was that was my little departure into doing those and it's such a shame because I think they're all really well organized and I love all the teams oh, yeah, people yeah. Have. they yeah. they have great um you know caterers and they're just lovely people they I really agree. are yeah but um in answer to your question I'm open I mean I love collaborating I loved just doing this beat tour that I did recently supporting the beat they were I mean Dave is just a is an amazing amazing spirit and soul and we we were talking about doing that 12 years ago. So that's how, how long, you know, it took to get to do that support uh, with the beat. And, of course, it was in the UK, which I hadn't been to for a few years. But um, I always go where the work takes me. You know, if it takes me to Istanbul, then I and it's it's a good, you know, it, it, it makes sense. And, you know, I can I can get everything sorted out accordingly and the budget, blah, blah. Then, yes. Right. You know, well, I, I always get. Uh-huh. I'm putting the word out. We need to. We need to get you some strong management and and, <laughs> a, and, a, and a proper live agent. Well, get I don't this, know. Get this shit. Get this shit organised. Yeah, but no. strong management doesn't mean you just send a few emails and make a few calls and take twenty percent. No, I need. No, to I know action. what it. I know what it means. I but need 20, some action. But, yeah, but twenty percent nothing is not very much, is it? So exactly. But they they need to also do something. It's all. It's all this. I'm. I'm done with all this. I need to see some action, like uh, like animals. You know, they always do that, don't they? They just show you in action. That's why I have such huge respect for them. Not only are they telepathic and can talk to you, and talk to each other through their just being, you know, telepathic, yeah. but um, because you know they try to talk to us all the time, and we don't understand animal talk because we can't. You know, we, that's an amazing gift. Can you imagine if we were all telepathic and could read each other's minds? Like, what that. do women want? What was that movie with Mel? What's his face? What's his oh, name? Oh yeah. No. What women want? What what women like? What was that movie? Anyway, when they could he could hear other people's thoughts. Yeah. That's yeah. what animals have that gift. And you know, I didn't know this little known fact, but apparently their eyesight close up is really bad, which mm. is why they've been they can only see things from a distance. Which is why when you put things right in front of animals' faces, dogs or cats. Um, of course, they're all sentient beings. They can feel everything as we do humans because there's souls in the body of and we are also souls in the body of. But what's really important to remember is that um, each and every one of us has a unique, a uniqueness. And there's no one ever, ever, ever been created like you or like me or like anyone that's listening to this podcast. If there is anyone out there, there I want to give a shout out to all the Bow Wow fans. And thank you so much if they still like to come see the shows uh we've got our next one on the 12th of august i'm going to be at um something over here called lost 80s with my band and uh also we Where's have something on the as uh it's going to be at the fiddler's green lost 80s live go to lost 80s live and you'll find out the dates they've got a bunch of other artists because you know it's, it makes sense uh this, this guy who's been doing it for like 25 years, he told me recently, which is amazing in itself. Um, what with Going through the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, which it was only a few years ago. It's only a couple of years ago. So that's coming up 
August 12th, and then I've got the um, August 25th. I love that, Humphreys. There's a great place. I love picturesque places. I always I love views. And there's me taking pictures, but I don't always post them because I always think that's kind of a personal thing, you know, when you go to places and you meet certain people at certain times. I like to just keep the memories. And one day, who knows? But... Um, I just love picturesque places. I just like, that's the most amazing thing about what we do too, when we travel to these incredible locations. Anyway, we're getting close to the end. I know. Sorry, I was just, I was just reminiscing on some of the places I've played that I loved. I loved. Yeah. 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 Um, Right. Stupid smash hits type questions. Okay. Um, What's your favorite film? Oh, that's, that's tricky. What, There's a lot. There's quite a few. Well, I liked uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Don't laugh. I liked Sleepless <laughs> in Seattle. And then on the other side of the coin, I liked The Godfather. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about the original, you know, the James yeah. Khan, the young James Khan. Oh, Carr, yeah, amazing. Young Al Pacino. Yeah. I mean, De Niro, Al Pacino, all those amazing actors. I also liked um, My Girl Friday, you know, Cary Grant. Oh, yes. Audrey Hepburn, my girlfriend. And no, she wasn't in that movie, but he was in a movie, another movie with her, where he's all these different people. And he's actually, he's a good guy. And she thinks he's one of those, the baddies at first. Anyway, that's Audrey Hepburn, of course. Amazing, amazing, beautiful, talented actress. And of course, Grace Kelly, you know. Beautiful. um, She was in that film with Frank Sinatra. Yeah. He fell in love with her, apparently, on that movie set, which I don't blame him because... Beautiful, beautiful woman, but yeah, I'm I'm an oldie. I love I love, uh, but I like color films as well. I'm into all the and of course comedy, as I mentioned, Steve Martin. Yeah. You know all the movies. Steve Martin, Whoopi Goldberg, the nun, the nun movie that Whoopi Goldberg did. Yeah. I watched <laughs> I watched Three Amigos again the other day. I haven't seen it for years. What a great film that is! It's so funny. I've they don't make them like they used to, do they? Oh, and of course Avatar. Think oh, yeah. Avatar. He is amazing, James Cameron. He's amazing, amazing Avatar. Yeah. yeah. I haven't oh. seen the new one, The Drink by Water. I didn't really dig it, to be honest. I haven't I seen it. Too much of a retread. Oh, um, uh, okay. Anyway, yeah. uh, what's your favourite TV show? Past, present, box set, anything? My favourite TV show was Columbo. <laughs> and I, I love murder, I love mysteries. Typical score, but I have to get to the bottom of everything. What's going on? I need to know who did it with the candlestick holder in the in the library. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Agatha Christie. Uh, what sign are you? As I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio, interesting, interesting. Yeah, water sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, favorite book. What sign are you? Uh, Taurus. Oh, you're an Earth sign. You're my opposite. Uh, yeah. yeah, my brother's a Taurus. Yeah, I'm good, solid. Yeah, you live in the real world. That's good. Oh, I do. <laughs> we all have. I live to in the sensual things. world. That's where I live in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book. That's a good one. I just started. Well, of course, remembering. So I'm reading that actually as we speak. Sinead O'Connor, which is why I went. Oh my god. Right. You know, Rememberings. Everyone who hasn't read it, check it out. It's brilliant. Rememberings right. uh, by Sinead O'Connor. 
Um, God, there are books I've read. Oh, yes. Ruth Montgomery, Aliens Are Among Us. Wow. It's an old one. Uh, I read it in 1980-something, and it's called Aliens Are Among Us, and obviously The Celestine Prophecy was another one. Yeah. 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 Please check that out. It's a brilliant... it's, It's so true. Not the movie, and it's not just about, you know, but not the ending how they did the movie but just the messages it's amazing and it's true yeah um an epiphanal moment in your life a moment of realization or a handbrake turn or a light bulb moment wherever you want to yeah um well there were two there were a couple obviously a few but I'll try and break it down one was when I knew I had to my my relationship was over with my first fiance um because I was in a bus crash um anyway wow that was a pivotal moment and on stage it was when I was at Sefton Park and what what, so why is that on that long plank (laughs) if you haven't watched it you check it out you'll understand what I mean oh okay Mm. all right um if you'd not been a musician what do you think an alternative career might have been air stewardess (laughs) what air stewardess Air stewardess. I, I wanted to be an air stewardess when I was a young girl. Yes, and I and I would have probably gone on to do that if I had not been in the in the music business. I'm not kidding you. I kid you not. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, I can see it actually. Really? <laughs> I think you look great on Emirates. They have the most glamorous costumes. I don't know about Emirates, but uh, yeah, British Airways. I think British Airways are fab and Virgin. Virgin, oh my gosh, which is why I love that movie too, another movie with uh, the young Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Great yeah. movie. And it's um, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, a song that you wish you'd written, I mean, your favourite song essentially, I suppose, but one that you think, God, if only I'd have done that song, I'd be happy forever. And probably rich forever. <laughs> You've got a friend. <laughs> yeah. That's a it's a great song. Randy Newman, right? Yeah, yeah. He's Good a song. great songwriter, actually. There are so many songs, though. I mean, Prince, he wrote amazing songs. You know, Quake, I loved all his stuff. Kiss, yeah. I mean, really amazing artists. Stevie Wonder, I Wish, which is what I was singing, you know. I mean, that's another one. Beautiful song. Beautiful, I beautiful when, when Kiss came out, mm. and I was in uh, I was in Sheffield, I think, and I was listening to Radio Hallam, and they had the most stupid DJ on, and he played he played <laughs> Kiss, and then afterwards he said, "This is a disgrace. It sounds like a demo. It should never have been released." Wow. What do you think he's doing? What's happening to music, pop music in this country? I'm going. Are you sure, mate? Wow. It's fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get it. Um, Mm. Final question. Wonderwall, too. What a great song. Oh, it's a great song. Brothers, great song. It's a shame they... Anyway, Wonderwall. Yeah, yeah. The sentiment in that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Final question. What's your favourite synthesiser? Oh, my God. Well, I'm, I'm not really... Well, they had Korgs a lot, didn't they, yeah. back in my day? But 
I have to say, I love the piano, like Elton John plays. I just love the good old fashioned piano because I actually was trying to learn the piano once many moons ago. And I apparently played a little song when I was younger, but then I forgot. But yes, I'm not really, I'm the old school type, you know, like, uh, what's her name? The Cornflake girl, singer, writer. Um, Not the way she plays it, although it was very, very sexy the way she played it. I saw her live in concert at the... uh, at the Greek, um, Tori Amos. Wow. Um, I, I mean, the way she played her piano on that show was amazing. But um, I like the old-fashioned Joanna, as they say, the piano. Okay. I'll let yeah. you off with, with the stretching a bit. It's not really a synth, but I know <laughs> you've a keyboard. All right, I'll let you off with that. Annabella, what an absolute joy. Thank you so much for Aww. doing You have a fantastic day, and I hope we'll bump into each other. I hope you have a blessed day, and I do hope we do again. I would love to to see you guys performing and hearing you. You sounded really amazing. You sounded tight. You sounded all the songs are just like records, seriously, like records. Yeah, I must. Yeah, when I do my stuff with my band, I go a little bit different with with when we do live stuff because I like to give. um, I like to do something a little different, and also I just get you know it's just nice to give a little difference. When you're yeah, doing live yeah. stuff, like segues into songs too, like George is doing a lot these days. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. George is playing over here with Berlin, um, oh, Culture Berlin. Club Berlin. Yeah. Um, take my breath away, that girl. And, uh, well, not girl, but uh, she's. Some old sample that now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dance record. But um, yeah, I hope to see you again. And thank you, thank you, thank you for, uh, for noticing. Yeah, Again, no, how could I miss you? No. Got, we've got to get you, you know, we've got to popularise you again. You know, you... It, well, if, if it's meant to be, it will be. I'm, I'm more concerned about having stuff that will last a long time yes. and being successful. I don't really want to be... To be honest, I'm. I, that's my dichotomy. I like my privacy and, you know, but I love singing. So yeah. you have to be out there, obviously, doing it. But I'm not really one of those girls that you know anyway it's a long story and i'm sure people will ask these questions at some point in the future but thank you again martin you're just uh, a, you're a, a lovely darling. chap and um, a blessing, i can't wait to give you a big hug when i see you okay next. i'll see All you right, again darling. i hope Lots of love. Well. bye bye, bye. Annabella, what a, 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 a very interesting person. I think she's got a lot of talent. Her latest stuff, she sent me some songs and uh, they're sounding great. She's got a unique voice. I love what somebody said about her. It was like, what was it? Something like a, uh, some kind of banshee or something, a punk banshee or something. Anyway, she's from a uh, originally Burmese stroke gypsy background, I think. And there's a certain wildness and beauty in her in her work, which I really like. I think she deserves another shot at the big time. And if if not the big time, well, definitely she deserves to continue making a, a great um, career out of her creativity. Hope everyone's well. There will be a, a, another great guest next week. First of all, uh, feel free to email me, electronicallymartin at gmail.com. Or if you want to help keep this podcast going, patreon.com stroke electronically hours. You can help finance this. So I don't have a sponsor. Uh, it's completely independent and there's no advertising. So when you click on this every week, 
hopefully. You know it's not going to get interrupted by some stupid-ass adverts for something, which really pisses me off on other podcasts, I have to say. Anyway, another great guest for you next week. I shall see you then. Bye. Hi, just a quick reminder that we, Heaven 17, are going on tour in November. And uh, tickets are close to selling out, if not sold out, in many venues, but there are still some tickets left. Uh, So I'd just like to remind you not to miss out, because it's going to be very special. It's the 40th anniversary of Luxury Gap, and there'll be some surprises. And anybody who's been to our shows before knows that they are... um, An evening well spent, I hope. Um, So I'm just going to run through the dates for you, just to remind you. And you can, uh, if you go to hem17.com, they're all on there, the dates, and you can buy direct from from the website. So it's 2nd of November, O2 Academy in Leeds. 3rd of November, Boiler Shop in Newcastle. 4th of November, O2 Academy, Liverpool. 6th of November, SWG3 Galvanizers. Where the hell is that? Uh, let me just have a quick look. Where that is? Galvanizers. That's Glasgow. Yes, sorry. Um, O2 Ritz in Manchester on the 7th of November. 9th of November is O2 Academy in Bournemouth. 10th of November, O2 Academy Bristol. 11th of November, Roadmender in Northampton. 13th of November, Delaware Pavilion in um, Bexhill on Sea. Beautiful place. Uh, 14th of November, our favourite London gig, O2 Shepherds Bush Empire. 16th of November is the Nick Rains LCR Norwich. Uh, 17th of November is the Wolfren uh, at the Halls, Wolverhampton. And finally, the 18th of November, O2 Academy Sheffield. So, as I say, some of these are either sold out or close to sold out, but there are tickets available and uh, in in uh, about half of them, at least. So please, please come along. You never know. We're not getting any younger. Get on with it. Come and see us while we've still got the energy to do it. Uh, we are really looking forward to it. So please come along. Buy your tickets. Heaven17.com. <laughs>